2016 will this be the year of Europe? All eyes will certainly be on the continent if the UK decides upon a referendum and a possible Brexit. With me to discuss is Robert Colville, author of The Great Acceleration, published April 2016. Well, Robert, it has been a rocky few years for Europe, of course, and I think Greece has been leading the way for the continent's woes. But there are green shoots, despite the fact that there's so much uncertainty. So what would you say we should be focusing on? I mean, I think there are two ways that things can go. Either uh, the, the next year is pretty much the same as before, or something gives in the system. The ob obvious sort of source of that would be the migration crisis. Um, not so much in terms of the continent being unable to cope with the, the hordes coming over as the political knock-on, the fact that you've got elections coming up in France, you've got far-right or anti-European parties surging, or far-left parties actually, surging in, in quite a lot of places. And at some point, uh, you know, all of that becomes a, a bit of a heady brew. Well, the economy in Europe is sort of up and down, of course, and it's not helped by the idea that rates might go up this year, they might not. What do you make of this situation? This actually feeds into the whole Brexit issue. Um, one of the problems we've got is that Europe is not a unified economy. It's incredibly divergent. The interest rates that suit Germany are not the interest rates that suit Portugal. And this was a design flaw in the euro from the start that quite a lot of people saw coming. And for Britain, obviously, that's that situation is exacerbated. The structure of it means that when Europe does well, Britain probably does well as well. But when Europe does badly, Britain acts as a sort of as a magnet for talent, investment, and, and manpower. And so you have this situation that whenever Europe falters, it puts pressure on Britain in terms of immigration, in terms of other issues, and that leads anti-European feeling in Britain to rise at precisely the time that the European economy is doing badly. So it's a sort of uh, two for one. And when it comes to a Brexit, what's the pros and indeed the cons for the British economy? The problem is there are so many claims and counterclaims going around. I mean, I talked to the leaders of the various anti and pro EU campaigns for Politico Europe, and they all had their own figures. That you know, the, the CBI says that everyone will be three thousand pounds a year worse off if we leave. The uh, Leave campaign talks about the cost of Europe and um, you know breaks down our contributions to the budget, but also the sort of inhibitory effects on the regulation, regulations, our inability to do trade deals with other countries. So it's really, really hard. To, to unpick that. I mean, personally, my instinct would be that leaving will be a shock to the economy of some sort, simply because you're disrupting the existing arrangements. Even if down the line there's, um, you know, British business is freer to do business with other parts of the world and we don't have the trade deficit with Europe and we don't have some of the sort of stupider regulations or the less appropriate regulations, you're still going to have that adjustment period and you're still going to have that uncertainty about whether global companies that have invested in Britain will want to move their operations. You'll have the uncertainty about whether the City of London can continue to be the financial capital of Europe if it's not actually part of Europe. And for Europe? What would be the knock-on effect of a Brexit? Obviously, there's a great blow to its sort of pretensions to be a, a global, a global player. It's possible that this will be if Britain does leave, people will say, "Well, that was Britain. They were always a bit uncomfortable with the deal. We're better off without them." But it's also possible that people will go, "Well, hang on a minute. If Britain can leave, you know, if they can make a calculation that it's not in their best interest, then maybe it's not in ours." Also, the fact, sheer fact is, Britain has been a, an immense force in the European Union for free trade, for liberalisation. It's been sort of Germany's ally in quite a lot of the things that need to be done to make. Europe a more competitive place. Without Britain's voice there, suddenly, you know, although Germany is still preponderant, the weighting is much more towards the sort of old large state social protection values of the French and uh, Italians and all of, of Southern Europe as opposed to Northern. And of course, if a Brexit does happen, there's talk that then we'll see another Scottish referendum. Yeah. I know this is all highly speculative, but if this all happened, where would this leave Europe on the world economic stage? I don't think it would actually change much in an odd way. I mean, Europe's always punched beneath its weight. In terms of manpower, in terms of 
prosperity. It should be one of the big three with the US and China. But really, you know, the fact that you've got all these different na nations competing means that, except on a few issues like climate change, for example, it's very, very hard to get people talking with one voice. So obviously Brexit would reduce Europe's clouds. I don't think it would change too much. I think you still have the, the same countries producing the same things and making the same arguments and being listened to or not. That's the case, maybe. So finally, when it comes to a Brexit, do you think the British public are enough informed to make this decision? I know I, for one, certainly haven't seen enough data on the economic implications. We've been sort of inundated with emotional pleas about immigration, but not so much about the hard economic facts. So have the waters been too muddied for the public to make the right decision? Yes, but I don't, you, I don't think there's any way of unmuddying them. I think hopefully what will happen over the next nine months or so, assuming you have the referendum in October, as most people expect, is that you sort of get what happened in Scotland, where everyone gets sort of tremendously interested and excited and they start debating the point. The alternative is that you also have what happened in Scotland, where everyone gets entrenched in one position or another and starts shouting at the other ones. And, you know, it's very hard for anything but the sort of apocalyptic imagery, like you'll lose the pound, as happened there, or, you know, you'll lose access to the free market to come through. I think in terms of the economic consequences and what people will, will understand, I think the one thing that probably will become an issue is the choice between the free market or closed borders. You can say we need to leave Europe because we need to control immigration, but then you can't, it's very hard to say, but we will still have access to the free market, which relies to a large extent on free movement. That's going to come into play as a, as a, as a big part of it. Mm -hmm.